0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelly Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions discuss astrology and take callers questions if you would like to call in and get a reading you can call 347-994-3365 call in early as the lines fill up Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show. I am Shelley Overton, an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. I'm very happy to be here. It is going to be a warm day today in the mid-80s, and it's sunny, a little bit of clouds, and it was so, so gorgeous yesterday. I have to tell you, I took the day off and went over to the Magic Kingdom and spent the day with my daughter. It was really Magical and wonderful, and um, the day was about as perfect as you could get for going to the magic kingdom so anyway, if you're thinking about coming to Orlando, come at the latter part of the year or early early because let me tell you the weather is tolerable then, <laughs> so anyway, let's get on with our show today. I don't even know I have to look at what we're talking about Mercury and Sagittarius so. Mercury just went into Sagittarius yesterday. Um, I have to tell you, it was really interesting because I was asleep at uh, not last night, but the night before. And I woke up at three in the morning with anxiety, def- definitely feeling anxious. And I normally don't have strong anxiety. You know, once in a while, I'll feel a little um, racing heart and everything. But definitely woke up with some anxiety, and I'm like, oh, something's going on in the world, because my body definitely lets me know when something is amiss. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on, but um, I may have checked then, or I checked in the morning. I'm not sure which, but um, it turns out that there was a volcano in New Zealand, and, of course, now we know that it was a tragedy and I'm thinking uh, they said upwards of 18 people have passed away, but six for sure. I think they're still waiting to hear about another six, and um, 18 were missing. So I definitely picked up on that energy, and it was literally when Mercury went into Sagittarius. Um, the end. Well, the event happened in the last degrees of Scorpio, and that's if you don't know, Scorpio is the sign of death and rebirth. And Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which is a transitionary energy. So there was definitely an energy of transition going on, but volcanic activity, which is under Scorpio, too. And of course, now we still have Saturn and Pluto within three degrees of each other. Today, we have Venus at 18 degrees Capricorn, conjunct Saturn at 18 degrees Capricorn, so today can be a take ownership and responsibility for your love situation, for your financial situation, for the things you desire, for um, aesthetics and beauty, and um, it's definitely an energy of wanting to be um, in a beautiful environment, but maybe having to organize it so that that happens, so that everything is really um, cohesive and makes sense to you. So, um, anyway, yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about Aquarian energy. I know we're going to talk about Mercury and Sagittarius, but this is kind of like my over, overall view of what's going on planetarily before we get into the specifics of that particular item that we're going to talk about. Um, so, the energy of Aquarius, which is what we're stepping into next year with Saturn and Aquarius, is a mental health energy it is an electrical energy, which I've told many people who listen to the show, like I'm hoping that a lot of people listen to Learn Astrology, which is what um, I am here to, to do is to teach astrology. And I'm going to take a quick sidestep here. I do have an ebook. If you want, Learn Astrology is the title of it. It's on my, my website, which is angeliczodiac.com. And I keep forgetting to mention it. I finished the podcast. I'm like, wait a minute. I have an ebook. People need to know about this, but I never talked about it. So um, if you would like, go over there and it's in PDF format, if you have a Kindle, I think it works on Kindle as well. If not, you can text me, I have a format that will I can send you for Kindle. but it's about learning astrology. So anyway, um, having the energy of Aquarius is electrical which is how our body perceives energy when we have a lot of air in our chart. And air means air signs, which is Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini. It is also the energy of, um, oh, gosh, why did I blank out? Uranus and Gemini. And uh, Libra in air is Venus, but she's in the air energy. So um, what it does is it brings down the electricity Vibration. It's that wave of energy coming at us. So, as we get closer and closer to this Aquarian energy, more and more people are awakening to that energy. Whenever we have air signs, I mean, Uranus rules the sign of Aquarius and he has been retrograde for a while. He goes direct in about, let's see what, is about four weeks from now, right? The same week as the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. So we have about one more month of this retrograde energy, but whenever he's triggered, we will feel a little out of sorts. We may have trouble with electronics and trouble with um, communicating what we're truly thinking. There can be anomalies of thought and communications and electronics. So, And that also means that you may be sensitive to the energies that are electrical in the air. And there are quite a few of them. I mean, we live in a highly electronic age. So it's not just your, uh, like, it's everything. It could be radiation. It could be um, phone waves and TV waves and, you know, just everything. So um, the thing the way to combat that is to go into earth energy and ground, because if you think of electric electrical circuits, If you don't ground, you get shocked. So what we have to do as receivers of this electrical energy is to go out in nature, ground our energy, you know, hug a tree, take your shoes and socks off, and go out and step on the earth. And this is my favorite. Envision roots coming out of your feet down into the ground where you send the energy to the ground for transmutation. And then pull back up happier, positive, transmuted energy for your life. So Hopefully that will help a bit, but um, the other thing is I want to talk about uh, with that kind of anxiety energy is recognize that it may also be an energy of psychic awareness and higher tuning in to understanding, and we are getting a lot of downloads, and when Aquarius is highlighted with planets going through, those downloads are really heightened as well in our bodies. So it can disrupt our sleep patterns. It can disrupt our thought patterns and make us more um, jittery and conscious of that kind of anxious feeling and know that things like sugar and caffeine can also increase those feelings, lack of sleep, um, being in crowds, being around groups of other people who are scattered energy and we are bombarded by their energy, um, their electrical energy. I was at the Spirit Fest about a week ago, or no, gosh, it was longer than that, it goes by so fast, um, November, I was, it was November 16th and 17th, so I was at the Spirit Fest doing readings, and I did a workshop also here in Orlando, and there was someone who came in, and he knew energy, and so he was doing a reading on me, and he was talking about pranic healing, and he said, everybody's aura or energy field goes out about six or seven feet around them. So when you get that kind of energy field, everybody's around each other, and we all have these energy fields, we're going to pick up some of their energy and what's going on. So the way to get that off is to take showers, or like I said, um, you know, ground, do some meditation. Um, showers are really good. If you you can also use salt or take a salt bath it can really clear out your own energy. So I just really encourage you to take care of your mental health through those means, um, you know, just as a a basic day-to-day thing. But we are coming into that higher awareness energy next year. So it's going to be even more important. And, um, yeah, so Mercury is one of those planets that also bring this energy to us and make us more aware of electrical energy and how it's expressed and it comes through our brain. The electrical synapses in our brain translate information. And um, that's why we can get really hyped up at times. And caffeine is a huge stimulant of that. Um, I have been trying to cut back on caffeine. I have to tell you, my daughter kind of got me back into it. And it's not she's not to blame. I let it happen. But it was a time in high school where we shared that time at Dunkin' or at Starbucks. And I got back into drinking caffeine and it is rather addictive. I mean, you feel better, faster, you know, higher energy at times, but I'm a hyper person. So if you're a hyper person, it's only going to exacerbate that. And so you might want to watch your caffeine intake. And I say that because I'm going to be doing it in the upcoming year as well. Um, So Mercury in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is a highly active sign. We want to be on the go. So when Mercury goes into Sagittarius, we translate electrical energy into physical sensation in our body, focused on the lower half of our bodies. I will, for those who are new, again, mention that Sagittarius is the centaur. He's half man, half horse. And I found this fascinating, (laughs) going I interject this little bit of information. When I was researching centaurs, the Sagittarius icon, the lower half of the front of the horse is actually man. And human, and the back half is horse. So it's not like the lower half is horse. It's like the back half is a horse. So I found that really fascinating. Anyway, what it indicates is that the lower half of our body needs to be going and and taking action. So Sagittarius is an action taker sign, and that means that we need to um, you know transmute that energy through the action, through movement. So if you feel uh, out of sorts, and right now Mercury's only at one degree, and that means that he's new to this energy again. You know, he comes through every couple of years, or actually every year, through Sagittarius. And when he gets there, he definitely feels like, okay, I have something to share from his time in, in Scorpio. He's gone deep and gone emotional. He was in his moods and his emotions. And now he's in his body. So that means we are also focused on the body. When the planets go through any sign, it is like a classroom that is engulfed in the energy of that sign. And that means that we are brought on board to understand it. So today we have Jupiter south node um, of the moon, which is a point in the sky. Again, the nodes of the moon are points in the sky. They are not entities. They are mathematical equations based on crisscrossing Uh, energies in the sky and the planet. And so um, the South node is at eight degrees Capricorn, which is past lives. Venus is at 18 Capricorn, Saturn's at 18 Capricorn and Pluto's at 21 Capricorn. So that means half of the energy. Well, the moon was just there. I don't know, about a week ago. So there were five planets (laughs) there, or five entities. Currently there's only four plus the South node, but we have this energy engulfed in Capricorn. So it means that we are highly focused on the material world, highly focused on making money, highly focused on systems and our, arc, arc, uh, oh gosh, sorry about that, uh, hierarchy. Thank you. <laughs> and the systems of government, the systems of workplace. So it's about organizations and organizing. It's about understanding the materiality of the system. So that's where we're focused as a collective to a great deal. We currently also have our egos, the sun, and getting attention wrapped up in Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is a very playful energy. Um, They do tend to get a lot of attention anyway because they're really happy-go-lucky. They draw people because they're just really positive, optimistic people. And the energy of Sagittarius um, is just that like childlike energy of play and fun and happiness and joy, and they're spiritual seekers and they want to travel and be on the go. They don't like to stick around for the results, for the for the um, karma. Basically, the ruler of Sagittarius is Jupiter, and Jupiter is in Capricorn, which means he is now grounding the energy. He grounds what we want to take from place to place so instead of running away now he's going okay I'm rooted I'm stuck here in a way and uh, so he's going to spend the next year understanding the realm of Capricorn not a very comfortable room for him to be in so he's really kind of bouncing off the walls so if you feel a little uh, agitated for lack of being able to move on move out get going um, you may be frustrated for the next year on and off when he's direct and when he's retrograde. So um, I think, ironically, when he's retrograde, he acts more like Saturn. And so I think he will get farther in the retrograde period as far as um, making things happen because he has the double power of Capricorn. And so it will be going over the details and why things are the way they are and how to make things good and really owning the energy that he is in Capricorn to really understand. And so what that means for Capricorns is that we're also going to experience uh, this desire to, like, go somewhere and be doing something else. And um, it's really an interesting dichotomy because Saturn roots in and Jupiter releases and unroots, and the two are both in the same sign. So we are really at a point in our lives where we have spent the last year and a half of Saturn and Capricorn understanding what we want to do in a material sense, how our careers want to go, what is our life purpose, how do we organize ourselves, where is the money, how is our life going to work out in the long term. These are all practical planning, Capricornian things to do. And now Jupiter is added to the mix. And Jupiter says, no, but there's a spiritual aspect to all of this, and I'm going to show it to you. And I got chills when I'm telling you this, so it's a very strong energy of trying to expand and understand the spiritual side of this energy. And the spiritual side of structure translates to religion. So I definitely see the next year is going to be a stronger um, kind of cleaning house of religion and churches and any entity. I mean, I belong to an organization that is a religious organization. It's a Buddhist religious organization, but, you know, it also means that there could be upheaval there and it's a reorganization. It's a transformation. So that's coming in. Um, you know, I hesitate. I want to tell you stuff off my phone, but when I get in my phone, sometimes it's been skittish. I'm hoping it's not this week because I really want to get into some information that I um, wrote down because I'll get these little inspirations from um, Spirit and want to talk about them, and I'll put them down, and then I can't get to them. Hopefully, we'll stay in touch. I'll be right back if I get cut off. But um, I wrote down Capricorn is Capricorn. We learn about the Capricorn energy with the planets there. Uh, same for all of the other signs. Capricorn is dogmatic and practical and rooted. What moves Capricorn is Jupiter and Pluto. So what moves Capricorn out of its rootedness is Pluto, the sign and planet, uh, the Scorpio energy, of, or Pluto, the planet, of looking deeper into our motivation. So we can't just be dogmatic. We can't just have a belief system and say, hey, this is it. And I, I even put in my little note what the definition of dogma is. And it says, a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true. So basically what it means is that we will see that there is some something that rings true with us, and then we will just take it as gospel and never change it. And The thing is, that's not realistic in our world. We have to change. It is the nature of life. Life is changeable. We live in a solar system that is constantly moving and rotating and shifting, and our own planet turns every single day. Um, It's just not possible to be stagnant and stale. That's exactly what would happen if we didn't move, is things would get stagnant, and um, it would be just the swill of never-changing, gross energy. But we do change, and it's not always easy. We are definitely at the precipice of a major, major shift, and really I see it as a rocket taking off. If any of you follow my Artful Shelley Instagram, uh, a rocket took off here a few days ago from Orlando – or not from Orlando, from Cocoa Beach and Cape Canaveral, but you can see it from Orlando because it's literally 50 miles, 45 miles away from where I live – And so I waited in the parking lot of Target to see this rocket go up. And it was amazing. It's always amazing. It never ceases to amaze me. Every time uh, they send something up from Canaveral, it's this streak of red hot light. And it's followed by this trail that ends up just turning into this little zigzag trail. And it was a beautiful blue day. I got it on video. I posted it on Instagram at Artful Shelley. And what it reminds me is that we are on Earth. And there is so much out there. And we shoot for the stars. You know, we are always seeking and wanting new information. And that's what we're heading into. We're heading into this incredible rocket blast of new reality, of clarity and understanding and vision. It's coming next year. We're going to get a really good taste of it next year. I think we're going to have it for overall for over five months of next year. And then after that, we're going to have it for the next, I don't know, 15 years with different planets between Saturn and Pluto. So it's really an amazing shift of understanding. And I will say it again, the people born around the millennium around 97, 98, and on from there have Neptune and Uranus, the planet that rules Aquarius in the sign of Aquarius. They are hardwired for this high electrical energy. They've come in on a, an energy that may seem like autism, may seem like genius. um, That's the energy of it. It's this unusual, eccentric, eclectic energy that comes in. And we're going to feel it in ways that we've never felt it in our lifetimes, unless we're 90 years old, because, you know, Saturn was uh, around here, actually, 28 years ago, Saturn went through Aquarius. But even longer, not even not even that. I mean, other than the millennium, Uranus was there eighty plus years before that. So it's really a very new energy to people who are born in um, probably probably second half of the nineteenth century or twentieth century. So um, we're really learning from this energy and the people who are born around the millennium are the teachers of how to understand it, how to integrate this energy. So Um, I have the planet Uranus, I've said this many times, next to my sun and my Pluto. So I have a very strong sense of this energy, and I'm looking forward to it somewhat. (laughs) There's definitely stuff in this energy that I'm not looking forward to. And that would be um, probably increased anxiety until we really learn to integrate this energy. But it is wonderful clarity. I tell you, every time the moon goes into Aquarius, I feel so much better. And it's ironic because... um, Aquarius is not an energy that is directly in positive aspect to Virgo, which is my sign. It's actually in conjunction, but for the most part, whenever the planets go into Aquarius, I feel more clarity and, and just higher vibration and really, um, really good, just a general sense of peace and well being. And I think that there's definitely some of that with Mercury and Sagittarius as well. Mercury uh, clarifies our mind. And Sagittarius brings that energy into nature. It brings us understanding and connectedness to nature. So for the next month, I urge you to embrace the energy of movement and action and really do something fun. Like I said yesterday, we got to go out to Magic Kingdom, which is totally fun. And, you know, you can find things to do like that if you don't have an amusement park at your uh, backyard, (laughs) You can go out hiking, you can go ice skating, you can go rollerblading, biking, any of those things that move your legs and get you out in nature and out and about. Um, Definitely hiking was one of my favorite activities when I lived in Colorado. So yeah, you need to integrate nature, you need to integrate movement, and that's going to help you get through this. Now, in about two weeks, Mercury will be square to Neptune that's going to be a little bit more difficult because what happens then is something emotional happens. It's probably going to be a time and that's Christmas. Oh, my gosh, that's right at Christmas. So it's going to be an emotional Christmas. Um, We're going to probably want to do something, get out and about. I know when I go places, I want to explore. I want to know what this new place is all about. And my family, I mean, I went to Hawaii with my family a couple years ago, a couple Christmases ago. And everyone just wanted to sit on the beach. And I'm like, this is Hawaii. I want to know what Hawaii is all about. Let's go and explore. And fortunately, I found a couple members of my family who wanted to also go. And we got to go up to this really small town in the mountains um, on the island and uh, explore. It was a little artist community. It was very quaint. It was so me. It was everything I love, you know, like individual boutique stores and art and, you know, eclectic vibes and, you know, a little bit of hippie. And it was wonderful. And that's the kind of energy we're in for the next month. When Mercury squares Neptune, it's going to be uh, an energy of frustration because in our minds, we're seeking out understanding in a broader sense and we don't really wanna uh, be beholden to anyone else's energy. But Neptune is such a strong uh, vibration right now being dead center in the middle of Pisces. He wants us to explore the psychic side of ourselves, the emotional, the connected to other people side. So that makes it a little bit more difficult for those who are Sagittarius. Um, Anyway, so we'll talk about that more as that comes in. Uh, What else? So we've got Mercury and sun in Sagittarius right now. So it's going to be, I think a little bit clearer, happier energy overall that we're seeking to impart understanding on a higher level. And, um, What else? Oh, Uranus. So Uranus right now is moving into an inconjunct quincunx energy to Mercury. And so that's 150 degrees apart. And when that happens, that's going to affect your electronics. It's going to affect um, your thought, your communication, stuttering, stumbling over words, mis-expressing what you're trying to get at. Um, You could have foibles and fumbles. And that also translates to action, to what you do. Um, Just be cautious because it's the unexpected. And it's also, I mean, it's kind of heightened accident time again, unfortunately. But anyway, that's kind of everything in a synopsis with the exception of moon and Mars. Currently, I've got the moon at 29 degrees Taurus. So it is about wrapping up a bit of energy around money and beauty and relationships. It's an ending type of energy. I've got the full moon in Gemini, which I think I also had in the um, title. I wanted to go over that a little bit. Um, so the full moon in Gemini is going to be quincunx and conjunct. I like conjunct better, but it's quincunx 150 degrees away from Saturn and Venus and Pluto at the full moon. So it's communication, but it's also duality. Definitely with the impeachment process, there's going to be two different sides, and it is a heightened energy around um, misinformation. Uh, Just know that definitely we've got that going on because the day of the full moon is also going to be almost within a degree of Mercury in conjunct to Uranus. So mis- and disinformation is rampant in the next week. And so don't necessarily expect that what people say is what they're going to follow through on. The other thing is um, moon and Gemini can also be duality. So it means that there may be two of something that we're moving into as well. So if you do initiate something tomorrow, um, I actually wrote it down here. Let's see. It starts at 12, 12 a.m. Eastern, 9, 12 p.m. Pacific. You do the math in between and over the ocean. But so we're going to have it straddle Tuesday and Wednesday, and it's just going to be at the midnight, but that doesn't mean it's not going to affect you. Um, I just want to, want you to know that the, the podcast does continue on if you want to hear it after. It's got 90 seconds to the end, but it does record, and if you listen to it, um, you can go on the archives at iTunes. Sorry about that. Um, And you can hear the end of the podcast because I will take calls if we have callers waiting, which we do. Um, So the full moon is completion, culmination, um, information coming out, but duality around that information. So that's going to be the way it is with the impeachment hearing now. It's going to be both sides. It's contentious. Not surprising we have moon in conjunct to Saturn and Venus and Pluto Venus is between Saturn and Pluto, so Venus is desire, bringing uh, strictness to the psychology. So, in other words, she she says, "What does Saturn have to offer?" Well, he's saying, "This is the These are the rules. Saturn in Capricorn is the rules, and what are those about?" And it's literal energy. It's this literally is the reality of what's going on. Venus is maybe the energy of what we wish could be, and she's moving in taking that strictness of understanding to Pluto, to the psychology. So now these are the laws, really what is going to happen with once we understand the deeper meaning psychologically, if we act in a certain way, the moon is exact to and in conjunct with Saturn at 19 degrees on the full moon. So it will absolutely have contention, and it's going to be interesting. I, I don't have time to go into it right now, but there's also an in to Mars at 15 degrees, uh, Scorpio. So there is a battle waiting to be had. Pluto is involved on both sides. It's involved with Scorpio, and it's involved with Pluto. So there is a battle and a war raging in-conjunct. It is a finger of God, the apex of a finger of God energy um, with Mars sextile to Venus and Saturn and the moon full at 19. So look to that energy being uh, extremely volatile, but at the same time um, definitive. And it's a war of words. That's what Gemini is, is about communication information and a war of words. Remember that our country is a cancer country, which means when the moon gets into cancer, it is very much about the people the North Node is at eight degrees cancer right now, so by Friday, Thursday into Friday we're going to have the Moon right on the North Node. The South Node is at eight degrees Capricorn. Jupiter is only seven degrees away from that at two degrees Capricorn, and Saturn is eleven degrees on one side, so the Moon's going to be triggering that that significant point in the sky. Um, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> say that it's going to be interesting when mars gets down to sagittarius more information will come out and then he gets to capricorn later on early in the year of 2020 so it's it's not over it's not over by a long shot next year is going to be a serious year of major shifts around government and the way that we do things the rule of the law and what we truly want as a country so yeah get ready for another rocking and rolling year Okay, I have my own computer today, which is very awesome. I have everything working which and I, by the way, I also have a nineteen a twenty nineteen my ephemeris I found it it was in my spirit Fair box, and the reason I'm talking so much is I'm trying to get to my my uh file for all my callers so I can have it ready. And then I also found, I bought again, believe it or not, I bought a 2020 daily planetary guide. I must've gotten it under a Mercury retrograde or a Gemini moon because now I have two. but I needed it because I'm going to be doing uh, the upcoming horoscopes. So, and that brings me around to this before I let you go and take calls. Um, I'm doing horoscopes for, sanctuaryfl.com which is the spirit fair website so if you're in Orlando and want to know more about the spirit fairs that I go to um, go to that site sanctuaryfl.com and you can see a lot of really good resources for the central Florida area also okay let's just call up a caller or answer a call and see what we have if we can get to it come on come on pokey What's going on with my computer? I'm on it. There we go. (laughs) Well, I've selected it and nothing's happening. Let's try again. There we go. Hi, 828, how are you? Hi, Shelly, how are you? It's Danielle. Good. Hi, Danielle. What's going on? What can I do for you today? Um, Well, I would like for you to look at my chart and answer a question about what direction I'm supposed to go in. Okay. Sounds good. And as far as um, just everything, like living situation or career, or what, what specifically? Yeah, both living and the career. Do you have my birth info? Yeah, I've got it. It's uh, June thirteenth, 1981, 925 a.m., Alton, Illinois. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So um, we've well, got your um, – oh, go ahead. Well, um, it's it's like I can't work for other people because I I am um I have really severe sensitivity to people's colognes and perfumes and fabric softeners oh. and laundry soaps. But I can't really uh-huh. be around people that wear that stuff. Okay. And um my okay. my spine and my neck are degenerated too, so it's hard for me to sit and stand for very long, but I have been going to the gym for the past two months. Okay. Um, interesting because you have Saturn, the planet of the skeleton and skeletal structure, in the second house of the body, so that's a restriction around the body, right. and then also, um, perfumes would be Taurus or Venus, and you also have the Libra energy in the second house, which is ruled by Venus, and you have um, Uranus, which is an air sign. I mean, this is a lot of information, but it's it really makes sense in my mind. Uranus rules, like right. I said, air and electrical energy in Taurus it exacerbates that. So it's about finding your power. And definitely I'm a believer in holistic astrology and holistic living. So things happen to us physically because there's also, it starts with a belief system and it expresses in the body so that we are more aware of what our belief system is. And that's kind of a holistic way of looking at things. So Uranus and Taurus is about getting out and disseminating information and understanding of the collective. And the Taurus energy is through the body, through um, relationships to people and in the physicality of the body and the material world. So that energy is really there for you to take personal power back in the collective. And so you have to try and understand it from that perspective astrologically a little bit more. Um, Saturn is also moving through your house of health. And I don't know if we've talked about this before and maybe information you already know. But um, Saturn and Pluto join up in your house of health and work, and you also have 10 degrees of Aquarius there. So you've got kind of a double whammy of the health energy and the body energy in your chart right now. And it is about understanding your personal power, your place in the collective. Having Uranus at your midheaven is definitely going to incline you to working alone anyway, because it's very entrepreneurial and there's an energy of uh, retail going on with Taurus in your house of career. You have the 29th degree of Aries ruling your midheaven, which is your career house, and your fame point, and that means you're wrapping up a story around um, like anything that's Aries related and learning about the Aries male masculine energy, and now you're more strongly with Uranus and Taurus trying to understand the feminine receptive energy But the beauty of Aries is that it's giving you an understanding of how to do sales if you were to want to do something like that or how to be more assertive and aggressive um, behind the scenes in your career. And so Uranus in the house of career is going to incline you to that independent um, and probably multiple types of income because Uranus is always looking for something new and interesting and different. So it's not just a singular, it is a multiple. So that means multiple careers and m- multiple sources of income for you. Um, let's okay. see, again, right, um, the moon is at 29 Taurus right now. And I'm looking at my ephemeris to see it goes into Gemini at 1147. So in 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes, we have <laughs> to wait till the moon is in Gemini. And then it hits your Mars. And so that means duality. So you've got a lot of stuff in your chart around career that says don't just try and have one career, but you'll have multiple energies coming in for money right now, okay? Um, I want to say that there's definitely feminine energy that's going to be triggering a wounding for you. You've got not only VESA, which is more strict, harsher women in your work environment, in your career environment, and it's coming up on Chiron natally for you. Which is where you were wounded. So, you were definitely, there's definite wounding around strong women or other women who um, are a conflict to you, so to speak, within your career. And so, remember that people coming to you are a reflection of something you haven't acknowledged in your own life. So, it's reflecting back to you something of yourself. And I will say this I have a difficult relationship with my mother. And um, so that, even though there's a lot of things she's done that make me very uh, unhappy or hurt, she's a reflection of what I think of that archetype. So, you know, she is a certain way with me. And I look at that interaction and go, wow, that, that is hurtful to me. I do not want to be that kind of person so much so that when I look at my relationship with my daughter, that relationship I've created kind of a mirror of myself in the opposite way. So you have to look at the people that come into your life and go, okay, what is this person showing me about my own personality, my own desires, my own behaviors, and my nature? Because they trigger something in you. And that trigger means that now you have the ownership and responsibility to understand it and to do something to change it that, they're not the ones who are going to change. They're going to be who they are because they're coming magnetizing to you to show you part of you. I mean, if you believe that we are in an energetic world and everything that we attract in is basically a reflection of us, which I do as a Buddhist, then you have to own your part of it. It doesn't mean that if somebody treats you poorly, you deserve to be treated poorly. It means that you need to stick up for yourself. So own the part of that dynamic that is yours and then you can shift and change what happens and attracts to you after that. Does that make sense to you? It does, yes. Okay. So having the Pluto-Saturn conjunction in your house of health and work is going to bring out that dynamic of ownership around what you need to do in the best interest of you. Okay. And Jupiter is going to punctuate that even more over the next year because Jupiter right now is in the house of fun and joy and children and romance, creativity, all the, all the Leo energy, drama. When he gets to 13 degrees and beyond, which will happen fairly quickly, I mean, Jupiter races to the end degrees before he turns retrograde usually. And I'm going to look it up here real quick for you and tell you. Yeah, he gets to 15 at the – oh, wait a minute. Wrong month (laughs) in a second. Um, Yeah, it's going to be in January. So um, January is a very significant month for you about this is your life. You have to own the things that you can own. And then you have to make choices based on the things that you've found out about yourself. That's what Pluto does for you. He gives you an understanding, a deeper understanding of yourself. And I hope that helps you. Um, It's kind of all I have time for today. So anyway. I just wish you the get best. Thank in, you, Shelly. You're, You're good at what you my do. Pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you take care of yourself. Thanks for the call. Bye. Okay. Everyone else. That's the week in astrology. Woohoo! And we'll see you here again next week. And I hope this show um, is bringing some new information to those of you who have listened a long time. If you want to get me for a reading, remember angeliczodiac.com. And if you want to see my art, it's at uh, ShellyOverton.com and I'll let you hear it in the end cap. Bye. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to AngelicZodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to shelleyoverton.com, that's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.